So today makes officially less than a month until I leave, so about 28 days, and I am really um, kind of starting to really feel the, the waves. Um, I think the most important feeling that I'm having right now is excitement. I'm really excited. Uh, it feels really great to be leaving Reno on terms that I'm leaving, especially considering the terms that I came here on, the behavioral patterns that I was kind of following when I first moved back, and ultimately the reason that I left Kauai in the first place. So to really just understand where I came from and where I am is huge for me, and it feels amazing. It feels really great to just have really strong, beautiful connections in all parts of my life. Um, it is really hard to say goodbye to that um, and to kind of think of all that I'm walking into that I don't know, but I mean that is where the possibility and the just endless amount of love and connection and growth comes from and I think that is really vital to remember just that um, any fear or doubt that I have is is towards that is towards all the possibilities that I don't know I have no idea what I'm walking into but I know that it is just amazing beautifulness whatever it is and uh, the feedback that I have been getting from the people in my life towards the move is really encouraging. I do, it is really hard leaving Ronan and Anna and Seth, and I think that in a lot of ways that is teaching me so much. It really is teaching me so much, and I'm so grateful for that. So grateful for them, and um, once again, just all the connections I've made here in my life right now, they just leave me feeling completely happy and very genuinely content with right now. And that's such a cool place to be. Um, as I have to get out of my apartment quicker, I'm like kind of feeling that urge to towards this last month is kind of crunch time for saving. I do, you know, have some stresses with being out of my apartment, kind of putting that off. Um, so those things are obviously going to cause me some a little bit of stress, but ultimately I just feel very content with where I am right now and I'm not even really too worried about thinking where am I going to be a month from today. Um, it's more like right now is awesome and like keeping this moment awesome and staying present in this moment and conscious and aware in this moment I know will really just be the catalyst for whatever comes for me there. It's really just going to be a matter of what I bring into my life and the perspective and the awareness that I have with that. So I have no doubt that I'll be totally fine, but it is really exciting and like it is a whole new chapter for me. Um, I'm really, this is huge because I'm saying goodbye to Skylar. I'm saying goodbye to a lot of the memories that I have tied to him, tied to Reno. Um, and maybe not saying goodbye, but I'm, I'm making peace with those. And I kind of think about it 
um, you know, with my mom, my relationship with her was really tough. And it wasn't until we had that distance that I just came to like the overwhelming appreciation and love that I have for her now. And so I'm hoping that with this distance, that'll also kind of happen to my relationship um, with Skylar, with some of the, the things in Reno that I've had to kind of, that have been challenging for me. But um, super excited and really wanting to just keep an open mind, an open voice, and an open heart. And um, for me, that means journaling so much. I've been really talking the last few days about using the month of May to journal and to be really um, proactive and with my thoughts, with my emotions, with my awareness, with my spirituality, and really just use every minute that I have to be growing, to be expanding, and to just um, not let any of that time slip away. Or um, a lot of this growth, I really think, is important to to document. And whether that's writing it or um, you know blogging or video journaling, however, is most constructive for me to. Um, kind of take kind of leave a little trail of what my journey is looking like that's really important to me and super cool so um this is just I guess episode one of that and um stay tuned this is really not for anyone in particular besides myself but if I'm able to connect with others through this then that's even cooler but um yeah this is the first of many and Today's an amazing, beautiful day, and there's no better time to be than right now. So, happy, happy Tuesday, and I will talk to myself later. (laughs) Good morning. It is May 2nd, and I wanted to do a little self-reflection because I just listened to um, Carrie Samuel's astrology and numerology for the month of May and um, she talks a lot about passion and prosperity about April being a month of soul searching soul discovering and then May being the month of reaping the benefits of that um, in your materialistic world but also in your spiritual world as well and kind of the balance that those play Um, she talks a lot about doing acting on your soul wants and your soul desires and just listening to um, your soul in that sense and understanding that it's important to tap into the human that we are a lot of times we or especially I the last month have stepped back and tried to look at my position as a soul in a human body but to recognize both of those and um understand the importance of yes I am a soul in a human body but I'm also a soul in a human body I'm living this human body I should you know use it and love it and learn from it and um not deny it of playing and expression and self-expression has been a really just kind of potent thought in my head the last few days because there's so many ways of self-expression and to tap into that into you is I feel like very important in the art of being seen and letting yourself be seen and um, deserving of of being seen and being loved and all of those things come together and they are very important so self-expression is huge and listening 
to your body in terms of what that means. And for me, I've just had this like overwhelming want to dance and sing and music has become huge and not the kind of music I used to listen to, but a much more um, soulful music I've found and I really enjoy and um, music and dance are two things that I always overlooked as forms of self-expression but the more I listen and even this morning listening to an Alan Watts he says that um, music and dance are the two things that you know you don't you don't write a song to get to the end of it you don't do a dance with the intent of getting to the end of it just like how in meditation you should not sit down with the intent of ending (laughs) you should sit down with the intent of just being and that's what dance and music um, both kind of resemble and so yeah that's those are my thoughts on that um she also talks about um making sure that everything in your physical world is a representation of who you are and who you want to be which I've been telling people the last few days you are the five people you hang out with the five top people you surround yourself with are you that is who you are and um that definitely goes for environment too I am very, very at peace with my environment and the people in my environment. Um, I think that's really helped me with my anxiety, with the move. I haven't really felt a lot of anxiety. I moved completely out of my apartment. Um, Last night was the first night of my little endeavor of living out of my car. And um, I stayed at Christie's, but it definitely kind of brought me back to an interesting space just because last time I was there, what I was doing and who I was surrounding myself with and the environments I was putting myself in um, were very different. So to kind of look at that now um, and be in that same space, it's, it's, a little, it's a little different. I don't want to say challenging because... It's not, but it's just a reminder of like, oh yeah, you know, this time last year, not this time last year, but last year when I moved back, I was in that same place, but on another note, um, tying that back to your environment and just the people in it and it being a reflection of who you are, who you want to be or who you're trying to become and I can just say that I'm so grateful for the people in my life um the jobs that I have that are so much so in alignment with who I am and who I am trying to be the chiropractic office is so amazing and I went on a hike with Marissa yesterday after work and we really connected over our job because it's an amazing job with people who care so much about what they're doing and what they're doing is caring about people (laughs) and um to see how strongly they care about people and to see how just the health and wellness of our body It's just amazing. It's just amazing. My work environments are really awesome and I'm super grateful. Um, My serving job is great. I love the connections that I get to make there. I love the small challenges that I'm posed with every day. It makes it interesting and fun. Um, The people that I work with there are 
different in the sense of their vibrations. Um, and I have nothing but positive to say about the people I work with, but it is a challenge every day. Um, kind of trying to detach from some of those energies, but um, also staying, reminding myself that no matter where I am or who I'm with, I'm balanced and I'm whole and I'm I'm okay. <laughs> but yeah, so there's my little self-reflection on Carrie Samuels numerology and astrology video that she posted today or maybe she posted it yesterday I'm not too sure but I watched it this morning and it really resonated with me it made me really excited for the changes that are coming up in my life but also super excited just for now and for um you know tuning in with my physical body and not denying myself fun and self-expression and you know my ideas of those things are very different now um, with where I'm at in life, but, um, being able to explore that a little bit more and figure out what my forms of self-expression are, I think is going to be really huge for me. And, um, she talks a lot about putting things into action, (laughs) which is something I've always struggled with. So I'm really excited to really just bring everything that I've been working for into actions and, um, show myself what that feels like and feel accomplished in that way and also really just learn (laughs) learn and grow that's what it's all about but um yeah that's really about it for today so I will talk to myself later it is May 4th 2019 and today I'm going to be talking to myself about self-love and self-acceptance because I think that I struggle with this more than I would really like to admit but I think that it's also a very good space to be in acknowledging the fact that it is hard (laughs) it is a journey and it is um definitely a bumpy one uh for me the more that I learn about our ego and it's um I was doing a little reflecting on some questions that were um prompted to me with the idea that um with reflection on these questions comes the unlocking of some really groundbreaking truths and discoveries about um who you are and who you are deeper than who you think you are. Um, so the questions are, who am I? What are my desires? And what do I know? Um, I'm going to start with the first one, who am I? Um, I am a soul in a human body. I am... a human with a brain and an ego. And my ego tells me that I am Cyprus that I'm 19 years old, and in my life experiences, I've learned about truth, hurt, rejection, acceptance, betrayal, and change. I, these, um, truth, hurt, rejection, acceptance, betrayal, and change, those didn't really come from just anywhere. I kind of looked at some of the experiences I went through as a little, and, um, 
connected it to bigger lessons that I was able to learn. So um, in terms of truth, uh, I was lied to about who my, who my real father was for a majority of my childhood. Um, that was really hard. That was something really hard, finding that out. Um, finding out the truth and the reason that that is that experiences with truth and not betrayal is because um, I think with that I really learned that um, your biological parents the the genetic makeup you have um, the link that you have to someone um, via genetics isn't really so important and um it isn't something to let deceive you so much to say that you're not worthy of love because this person wasn't ready to be a parent so that one goes with truth um because it really just sheds some light on the fact that you don't need two parents to be happy or to feel loved or to grow up in a way that is normal I guess um the hurt rejection and acceptance I think that kind of goes along with some of those things um I felt a lot of hurt throughout my childhood because I didn't really feel and thinking about this I could probably just group these all together and instead of saying hurt rejection acceptance I could just say um love languages because I always felt like I wasn't really receiving the love from my mom that I wanted that I at that time thought that I needed but um and the deeper I kind of dive into that I think that um and the more I know about what I know (laughs) and my mom I know that she was giving me everything that she thought was right at the time. She was doing everything. She was, she could only love me as much as she loved herself. And she was 16 years old at that point. And at 16 years old, I had no concept of what I know now. So I can't even imagine what my mom must have went through. And I think that I overlook that sometimes because I want to make everything about me. But deeper than that is this little girl who basically had a little girl. And before she even knew who she was, she was being a huge influencer of who this other person was going to be. And I think that's really um, something I shouldn't forget. Because in that hurt rejection and acceptance that I, that I did experience through that, Um, And through my relationship with my mom growing up, I really did learn (laughs) that there are different love languages and that we do show and receive love differently. And that's okay. And that's um, I'm trying to think. I think that I think that the rejection probably comes a little bit from Josh. Um, I 
I just didn't understand. And as a little kid, you want to understand. And like when you, when you don't, you just kind of like put things there to understand. And I think that I put rejection there to kind of understand what was going on. I just said that, you know, he didn't want me. He didn't want me. He didn't want me when really now <laughs> with the, um, with the place of love that I can come from now, I think it is just the same thing. He is only capable of giving love to his kids as much as he is capable to give it to himself. And somebody who can leave and hurt a little girl like that um, probably doesn't love themselves very much. So I don't really take that too personally anymore. Um, betrayal and change uh, were the last two. And I think that those kind of go with the last part of my childhood which was um moving to Hawaii that was <gasps> can you not buzz around me so violently that scares me okay I'm usually not like freaked out with bugs I like know that I'm in their space so I'm like go ahead do your thing like I'm sorry pardon me but this guy's like freaking angry and I think he's like mating so he's extra angry anyway um betrayal and change I felt super betrayed um actually I wouldn't even say that honestly I would say that moving to Hawaii really introduced me to this idea of of change but also I was 16 so what did I really know not a lot I was prompted by the idea my parents said they were gonna let me have their car when we moved over there. They said that I was going to be able to, you know, there was a lot of temptations that um, prompted that move that weren't just the idea of change. It's not like I was 16 years old and was like, oh my God, I can't wait to change and learn and grow and go somewhere new. Like, that's not how it was. There was a lot of like um, probing there. Like there was a lot of convincing to get me to be on board with that change. And when I got there, I felt I think I felt more betrayed by myself than anyone because I just really fell. <laughs> I just really fell down <laughs> and like, I didn't really feel like anyone helped me up. And I know that that's not true. I know that my mom tried to help me up and my family tried to help me up. And, um, but back to that whole love languages, I didn't really perceive it like that. So I felt very, um, betrayed by how hard I fell and kind of the lack of catching that I felt when I fell. So, um, that's where that betrayal came from. And I think that that really, um, was the catalyst for a lot of my appreciation for my family and for my, um, my support system. And I didn't really realize what that even meant until, um, until I kind of lost it all. And what I mean by that is I went through a really rough time in Hawaii. I um, I got my driver's license. And before this, I just was, I didn't have a good attitude about the change. I didn't, I was, I was almost um, like kind of stunned by it. And by the stun, I feel like that's where I fell. And when I fell, I didn't really feel like anyone wanted to help me up or which like I said I know that's not true I know a lot of people tried to help me up at that point but I just 
I was 16, I didn't realize that that's what that was or what that looked like or felt like. So I just really kind of um, made sense of it the only way I knew how. And I really rebelled and I had this freedom of a car and a job and um, at one point my mom's trust and I really, I took that and I ran with it. I just was like, see ya. And I think part of that had to do with a boy, of course. Um, but another part of it had to do, I think, with kind of this like subconscious thing that was telling me, like, you need to get away from your mom. Like, you need to get away from your mom. And now it's so funny because I miss my mom every single day. I'm moving back to my mom. <laughs> um, but there was really just this, like, I felt so hurt by her. I was like, watch this, like, watch me hurt you. And that was a really hard space for me because in doing that, <laughs> and this is why I love, and I don't want to start getting emotional, but I'm probably going to cry on this rock here with this beautiful Tahoe background and mating season atmosphere. But, um, who says it? Who says it? I want to say it's Dave Blanchard. He says something about being a teenager and the advice he'd give to a teenager is be careful. Be careful because you don't know what damage you could do, long-term damage you could do in the small period of childhood that you have where you really don't have a sense of self. You have, you're building your ego. Your ego is just like thriving on, on all of this, um, experience and you don't really think of anybody else or anything else but that and you and so I didn't have that hindsight of um I just didn't realize but um yeah he says be careful and that really resonates with me because I was not careful and I really really hurt um a lot of people and I burn a, a lot of bridges and it's taken me a long time to to get to a place where I, I do have an honest and loving and kind relationship with all my family. And I do feel this just overwhelming amount of joy and, um, and love coming, coming back to my mom, which is such a neat feeling because I really didn't, I thought I lost that. I thought when I kind of came out of it and I realized what I had done, I was really, I was really scared that I had lost that. So having that means the world to me. And, um, but definitely, I learned a lot about betrayal and change. So going back to our questions here, which I strayed from my notebook. So beautiful. Um, so yeah, the question we're working on here is who am I? And... Um, I guess the I that I'm talking about right now is the, the I of the ego, um, my ego. And I wrote about <laughs> it's funny because last night when I was having that really great discussion with my grandparents, I brought up the inner child and how we should connect to our inner and I admitted that I'm not too sure what that means or what that really looks like. Um, but I know it's important and I know that, um, 
the experiences we have as a kid really do shape that ego. So understanding that and putting the right emotions to that and not really suppressing any of that or letting it just be without assessing, um, I think is important. So, but kind of writing about this and talking about this is bringing up a lot of memories that I have from from being a teenager and it wasn't that long ago but it seems like a whole lifetime ago because I was so different and I just had such a different outlook and I had such a different appreciation and I didn't really even know <laughs> I didn't have any sense of gratitude or but I guess that's you know that's part of my experience that gets to be part of Cyprus and which is really cool but um definitely deconstructing some of that those experiences are really interesting and put me in an interesting space as far as what I'm recalling right now I did a lot of um you know back to the Buddhist teaching he talks about everything is done in rightness and um I didn't really I didn't apply that to my life and I'm still working on applying that to my life, but I really um, was careless with people, their feelings, um, their businesses, their families. I did a lot of things that, in hindsight, hurt a lot of people that I didn't even really realize. And I'm thankful that, you know, I look at my bumpa and he's 56 years old, which I kept reminding him last night that his age has nothing to do with <laughs> what we were talking about. We were talking about um, the inner self and just connecting with, with that. And he kept bringing up his age. And I was like, age is nothing. Like 56 years of experience you have, not 56 years of old age. Like there's, it, that's not it. But I look at him and I see the relationships that that he's um, ruined and that he, the people that he's hurt. And, you know, it's a lot more to, to reconcile than, you know, my 19 years of, I would say that I really um, was careless with people's feelings from probably 15 to 17. So that's three years to kind of reflect on and... Um, make peace with I can't imagine having 56 years of experience where you've only hurt and you know wronged people not even really maybe meaning to just out of pure selfishness and not really knowing your true self or what that self-love looks like and um my loving kindness really goes out to my bumpa because I know that he he's struggling um but that's a different, it's a different podcast. <laughs> um, so those are kind of more the emotional things of who am I. I think the more external things of who I am, I am, um, I'm a server. I am a people person. I love being around people. I am a nature lover. I am a yogi. I am... And see, these are all things that as I learn about the ego and the different eyes, um, 
you have perception, which everybody has a different perception of you, and then you have persona, and then you have ego. And persona is kind of, you know, what you project outwardly that you want to define you. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. We think of persona as like a play, putting on a putting on a play or um, just kind of not being true to you. But I think that our persona is should be perceived as kind of possibilities, what we can be, what um, we strive to be, and how we want others to see us, which is usually a positive thing. You usually want people to see you in, in a good light. So to strive towards that is is a good space. Um, the persona is not, is not bad, but all of those things I just listed are definitely things in my persona. I think deeper than that, um, based on my experiences, I do have, um, nope, nope. Going to reword that. I struggle with my relationship with food. I struggle with my relationship with my friends. I struggle with these are these are our, um, all parts of, of Cyprus, <laughs> um, kind of the more shadowy part of the ego that I don't really talk about, that I don't really acknowledge, but I think is very important to shed light on. But um, I do rely on external validation, and I do feel... anxious more so than I want to and I feel that out of a lack of self-love self-acceptance um and I'm obviously working on that but um those are definitely things that feed some of those darker parts of the ego um I'm trying to think of what else because I know that there are more things um, of Cyprus that uh, definitely play into who am I. Um, Maybe we'll come back to that one. Um, the next question, which I haven't written anything about, is what are my desires? This is an interesting question because... Well, I'd really like to know the definition of desires. So I'm wondering if I can look that up really quick. I'm going to. So desire means a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. Okay, so my desires right now in my life um, are definitely enlightenment, um, definitely spiritual growth, um, definitely to kind of figure out this whole adulting thing, which is hard and I feel like um, I'm doing an okay job. But there's always room for improvement. Um, so I guess my desire there would be kind of to feel like I have a better grip on that than I do. Um, 
And so I guess the question I'm, I'm having right now is, are your de- desires the same as your manifestations? Because I'm thinking, you know, like, I don't really want to say some of the desires that I don't necessarily want to have, but I know are there. Like, for instance, um, a body that I feel comfortable in, like, and it shouldn't be that way. I should be comfortable in whatever body I'm in. So that's kind of where that is a little bit tricky, but, um, I definitely think if desires kind of follow manifestation, then I want to keep it, um, I want to keep it on a positive note. So I guess my desires there are to have a healthy relationship with food, to have a healthy relationship with my friends and with myself. So I'm going to write healthy relationships. Mindfulness, I think, is a big one, which is a, it comes up a lot in, um, in my mind throughout the day, but it's something I really need to work on um, applying to everything. And um, I find myself being more mindless than mindful. And that's hard because I don't like to think of myself as mindless. Um, I also don't like to think of myself as needing external validation. But here I am on Instagram, you know, here I am on, you know, feeling this weird want to like um, go out and like see friends and which I guess isn't weird. I need to find I need to find my healthy relationship there with that because I struggle with I love being alone, but then I'm like, okay, am I being alone for the right reasons? Or am I being alone because I struggle with feeling seen, with feeling like I deserve to be seen within and externally? And I don't really know. Um, that th- There's a balance there that I haven't quite figured out. Um, I guess another one of my desires would be to make sure that the people in my life and the environments that I'm in are only a reflection of who I am and where I'm going and who I'm trying to be. And that's a hard space too, because I'm 19 years old, like what friends, you know, what people, and I really, I do connect with older people. I always have, but it's like, sometimes it would be really nice to laugh Oh, that is one of my desires, is to laugh. I don't know what happened after Skylar, but I really lost my ability to laugh. <laughs> and I guess maybe not, maybe not that's not true, but I just don't feel like I've laughed in a long time. And it's like, I laugh at myself all the time, that's awesome, but like, I want to laugh at life again, and I miss that, and I think that I don't really know what happened to that. So it kind of makes me sad because I used to be a really goofy person. I used to be very, like, as a kid, I was really just, like, goofy. I was just, I would do goofy things, and I would laugh at myself, and I would make other people laugh, and I just, I could laugh. And um, 
maybe that's connect maybe that is like a connection to my inner child that I need to revisit is my silliness and just my you know things aren't that serious I'm writing this down that's why there's a pause So um, that's that was a cool connection that I just made because, like I said, I didn't really know what that inner child, reconnecting to that inner child meant. Um, I used to talk to myself a lot as a kid, and I still talk to myself a lot. So um, maybe that kind of keeps me in touch with her. But I definitely think tapping into just some of that. Um, that silliness would be good and not so serious and um not that I'm like super serious but I think I just have like I want to like find the deeper meaning of things and I want to look a little closer and I want to um I guess I let myself feel things a lot deeper now so I can't really make light of stuff the way that I used to but there's also a balance with that like anything and I think that um me having the ability to feel silly and feel like I can laugh and play and self-expression is part of that yes 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 I'm so happy that self-expression joined the party because that is something that I have been totally just like stuck on the last probably week and a half and it goes right back to being seen to allowing yourself to feel seen and be seen and um also self-love and (laughs) I think when you know, when you have a good sense of self-love, self-expression comes really easy, and um, I'm just really ready to explore what that means for me, because um, there's so many there's so many forms of self-expression, and it and I do I don't want to discount the forms of expression I do use that. Um, I feel like really helped me connect to myself, um, my higher self. And, you know, that's yoga, that's meditation, that's being in nature, that's um, listening to Alan Watts. Like, that's having these deep conversations and deep connections. I feel like that's a huge form of my self-expression. But what I would really love, what I would really, really love is just some, some dance or some songs or some... Um, the more I learn about vibrations and, um, frequency waves, the more I realize how, um, powerful dance and music are. And, um, in one of Alan Watts videos, he compares both of them to meditation in the sense that a composer or a dancer, they don't write their music or start their dance with the idea of finishing it in mind. That's not what it's about. It's, it's not about getting to the end with um with either one it's just about moving and doing and being and just like meditation you know you shouldn't sit down to meditate with the end goal of this or that or um it should just be being and um still and natural and he compares music and dance to that and I really love that and I think that those are amazing ways of self-expression and they're also great ways to let yourself be silly let yourself be seen um know that you're deserving of of the connections around you of the people around you and right there putting myself in 
in environments where there are like-minded people, there are people of self-expression and self-love because I really do think like I admire anybody, anybody, anybody who can sing by themselves. Yes. By themselves in a room and have an amazing voice like or don't have an amazing voice still that's awesome but in front of people to allow themselves to be seen to be heard you can just assume that their self-worth their self-love is pretty high because they don't need that external validation they're already completely content with the form of self-expression that that they're expressing through and um that's awesome and I really commend people for that and I would love to be a bigger part of that and um, kind of explore that a little bit more for myself. Um, and you can do that anywhere. And there's lots of ways of self-expression. Like I said, those two just really come to mind because of that. Um, Alan Watts that I watched. But so now we've strayed very much so from the main question, what are my desires? <laughs> but I'm going to move on to the next one. Um, what do I know? This is kind of a really broad question, but I think I think what it's wanting me to what it's wanting me to. I think that the power behind this question is what am I absolutely sure of? What am I 100% sure of? And it's a good one because <laughs> I'm not too sure what I'm 100% sure of. I would say that I am 100% sure um, I really am stumped on this one. What do I know? Well, I know a lot about what I need to know. So does that count as like what I know? <laughs> and I do, and see, this is hard because are you asking what? does Cypress know? What does the 19-year-old cluster of experiences at this point, what does she know? Or what do I know on a cellular, not cellular, soulful level? Um, But also cellular, also cellular, very much so cellular, because we are a bunch of cells vibrating and um, communicating and doing these amazing things by nature, by... um, Wow. So I'm starting to answer this question for myself without even really meaning to. Um, One of my books, The uh, Hidden Dimensions of Life, Deepak Chopra talks about cells. And he says um, the secret to life is live like a cell. And cells are amazing. The cells in our body are incredible because they are... um, They're selfless. They will give themselves for the entire team they are communal they are in constant communication with each other they're in constant um rhythm with each other and they are very they're very purposeful in that sense they know what they're doing they are they know um what they have and you know each cell does something different and that's really amazing because all of them working together gives us the vessel that we're in and I think that that's amazing and more so than just the vessel we're in but everything around us and um I love I love that saying by him live like a cell um and he kind of breaks it down what what that looks like and it's so much so just how you 
how you would want your soul to function in the sense of just be <laughs> and and by just being everything comes so naturally and when you can shut off the mind <laughs> when you can align the mind the body and the self that is really i think where you will find that connection to to a self as far as what living like one looks like um that's hard for a lot of people especially in today's world when there's so many external things so many distractions that keep us um in our mind and not in ourself and um looking for this outside validation and these outside um external sources and people and it's hard it's really hard and I think that what I know is that that is a big part of knowing more (laughs) and um yeah I think that that was a very good reflection on those three questions and um it feels it feels good to ask myself these because just like um what Alan Watts says is it kind of unlocks some deeper questions and it totally 100% did and I'm really glad that I got to um discuss those and kind of feel those out and see where I am in all of those spaces and um I think the biggest thing I gained from this is uh the connection to the inner self because I was just talking last night with my grandparents about this and I was really you know I love being able to share and connect with them but that was something where I was kind of like I'm not too sure like I haven't really I haven't really let myself go into that space of connecting with my inner child I like heard it and I've you know I've talked to Gwen about it and it's been um, something that pops up in um, quite a few books and videos that I watch and I always kind of um, keep it in the back of my mind but I've never really dug a little deeper into that so I think that that is really cool that I got to um, figure out kind of what that means for me so this is a great little um, this is a great podcast I'm super stoked that I hopped on here and talked to myself for it was like 45 minutes however long um 36 yeah so I'm gonna speaking of meditation I'm gonna um meditate in this amazing setting that I have right now so I will talk to you later self